This is Small Talk with 101 ESPN's Michelle Smallman. What's up, Shellies, and welcome into episode 141 of Small Talk. Your boy, Steve Cerruti, and your girl, why did I say that? Who knows? Michelle Smallman. (laughs) Hot start. Hot start today. Steve, I'm not in my normal location. I'm actually in the back bedroom at my parents' house. I had some biz to handle on the ill side today, and we had to tape at a certain time, so I feel off my game because I'm not in my normal chair. (laughs) You in the burbs right now? This is the burbs? You look like you're in a cellar. So this is the back bedroom. We call this the sleeping room because, I mean, I don't know if you can really see back here, but it's a... Oh, wait, we got a nice little wall there. What do we got? Yeah, some wood, some woodworking. My parents... Best like some friend. Chip and JoJo shit right there. Looking good. Yeah, my parents' best friend, Mike, is a very talented handyman. And he did a little woodworking here. Some nice, uh, I don't know what you call those, lighting fixture sconces, maybe. I don't really know what those are. Wait, wait. So this isn't your bedroom, though, growing up, correct? Oh, no, no. That's down the hall. So did they do something else with that room? Your parents, once you got out, were like, we're going to kick Michelle stuff out and make this into like an activities room? Um, it is not an activities room. It's actually just kind of a place that harbors all of the crap that I don't want or need anymore. Your personal storage room. That's pretty nice. That's pretty great. And my mom constantly is like, you need to come in here and get all this crap out of here. No, I don't. Yeah. Next week, Sunday dinner, I'll do it. And then I'm not going to, I'm just not going to. Was it clothes? Is it furniture? What is in there? Is it stuff from high school? Stuff from high school. Yeah. I mean, my like soccer stuff is back there. My stuff from my sorority days. I opened the closet back there because I needed to put something in there. And there's still the laundry basket from my Theta days that has all my KAO Theta. stuff. Yeah, Alpha <laughs> Theta, all that stuff. And you know, that's a process to get rid of all that stuff is a process. Do I need it? No. Would I like to hold it and feel the memories again and then part with it? Yes. You're not really a hoarder. I know you're not a hoarder, but you're not someone who keeps shit that they don't, except for sentimental value or whatever. It is a weird dynamic at your parents' house. I have stuff from like elementary school, projects that I worked on, something from the science fair that we built when I was like 12. (laughs) Um, You know, there's old jerseys in there. There's my Letterman jacket, which I think I wore one time. You had a Letterman jacket? Shock. I don't even know why I got, I never wanted a Letterman jacket. I didn't, I shouldn't say that. I never wanted to wear a Letterman jacket. Um... But I got one. I think I wore it one time for a picture deal at school once. And it's been in my parents' closet ever since. I have no idea why my parents would have said yes to buy. They knew I wasn't going to wear it, but it's going to sit there in my closet for us. So what do I do with that? I can't donate it. I guess I could donate to Goodwill or something, but who's going to want my Letterman jacket? This is Saruti on it. Um, Wait, does it have leather sleeves? Leather sleeves. It's blue S uh, for Southington. What's up? And then on the back, we got football, golf. No big deal. The rare football golf combo. NBD two sport athlete. Yeah. Well, I played golf because it was easy. I actually grew up playing baseball, but I knew I wasn't great at baseball and I would, I probably would have made the team, but would have sat the bench. And I was like, do I want to work really hard and play baseball all day out in the hot sun and not really get any playing time? Or I could play nine holes every day after school and play on the golf team because I was pretty decent at golf. I'm like, I think this is an easy choice. So I ended up picking golf, which was the greatest decision of my life. Okay. So you got the Letterman jacket. Follow-up question. Did you get a class ring? No, no. That is so weird. I I, you got a high school class ring? I, I get it for college, but high school? College? Who has a college class ring? Oh, I think college is way more acceptable than high school. Yeah. Well, you'd rather have a college ring now than a high school ring, no? 
I don't want either of them. I got I think once and then I put it in a drawer and it's still back there. <laughs> but you identify probably more with college than high school, right? 50-50 split. Don't forget your roots, you know? I think most people would probably pick college over. Well, I don't know. That's a good call. Maybe we should Not more in on that. St. Louis, though, where did you go to high what school? High school. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. But I don't have a ring. I was never a ring guy. I mean, I'm married now and I don't even like wearing my ring. So what's up? Uh, I constantly fidget with it. It's actually a miracle I haven't lost this thing yet because I take it off all the time and move it around and put it in my pocket and shit because it just gets hot. My finger swells up and it feels uncomfortable. I don't know. Don't like it. Anyway, uh, but never was a ring guy. I didn't get a yearbook in college or anything. I got a yearbook in high school, obviously, because that's what everyone did. But I didn't get a college yearbook. No, pass. I got one my senior year. It's still in there. I should go open it and find my photo. I wonder what I looked like my senior year of college. I forget. Should we pause and I'll go get it? Yes, for sure. <laughs> Showed Saruti my college yearbook. Why mm. I spent money on this? I don't know. It's pretty hefty. You bought it or your parents bought it? I feel like, you know. Well, I bought it, but I'm sure my dad paid for it. <laughs> yeah, exactly. There's no way. I feel like I didn't pay anything up until once I moved out of the house. But I, I remember my parents asking me if I wanted a college yearbook. And I was like, no. They're like, are you sure? It was mostly my mom. She's like, are you sure? What about the memories? I'm like, what do you mean? The memories. They're in my head. And I have Facebook. If I want to keep up with these people, I'll hit them up and I'll check them out on Facebook. Zero memories in this. I looked to the page I was on. I didn't know one person on that page. I guess there is just the nostalgic factor of looking back and holding a physical book. But again, that book, you're only going to be able to access that book at your parents' house. All my yearbooks are at my parents' house. I think I have every yearbook for my entire life, probably. I'm sure you do too. Like elementary school, middle school, I have every single one of them. The elementary ones, are they're very small. They're the little skinny ones. Oh, yeah. Um, and every decade, I'll go back and look through them. Different girlfriends would come in. They come over to the house. I remember Matt showing her the yearbook and this and all the prom photos, right, that everybody has. But back before social media and Facebook, I get why they might be somewhat relevant because you, you're like, oh, shit, I've never, I don't even remember this person's name when you're flipping through pages. Now I feel like all the people that we went to school with, we just know through social, even if we don't talk anymore. Do you remember how big of a deal it was? to analyze the things that people wrote in the back of your yearbook? Like, oh, it was a big they deal. Do have physical yearbooks anymore? Or is it all digital? I don't no, know. I think they, they must. They probably they do. They should, because that's yeah. a major part of growing up. Hags. What's hags? You hags. didn't do hags. Yeah. yeah. I was going to. We didn't say that. It was more like, you're an amazing friend. See you next year. Wait a second. We didn't do hags. I would say 75% of the things in all of my yearbooks are just hags. Signed, someone. Steve. Signed. Maddie, Michelle, it's just hags. That was it. Because everyone thought they were so cool with the acronym. No, we wrote actual notes to each other. Well, good friends, though. Whole... You're not not just randos. Your good friends wrote you notes, right? Well, we didn't have everyone in the whole school write a note. Oh, see, we had a, we had most people. I mean, not everyone, but anyone that you were remotely friendly with. Even if you said hi once in the hallway, here, sign my yearbook. And that would be the hags thing. But like, I would have a group of like 10 friends that would actually write the long thing. And I guess dudes and girls are probably different in that, but, uh, wait, but yeah. Wait, what are you, Melissa Hart and Can't Hardly Wait? Like, sign my yearbook? And going yeah. and getting all students in the class to sign your yearbook? Kind of, yeah. That's kind of what it was like. It sounds like, well, I mean, yeah, Melissa Joan Hart, sounds like you're in the minority here. Well, no, but that was just the role she played, and everyone pushed her away. So how many signatures do you think you have in your, in your yearbook? Okay, this is my senior I had, I probably had hundreds. Not one. I'm super popular, no big deal. I mean, I have no friends, I guess. Well, or you were just more strict on the policy of who signs your yearbook and who doesn't. I find that very weird. I mean, I'm interested. Maybe I'm wrong. I, we should ask the Shelleys. Tell us which of us is right. Because I just always assumed, you know, we would be in math class and we'd just pass the yearbook around and people would sign it. You know, everyone would sign everyone else's yearbook. 
I do not have one signature in my senior year yearbook. Well, that's college. That's different though, right? No, no, this is senior year of high school. Oh, that's weird then. That's very weird. Did you also get the your senior picture headshots? Did you give those out to people too? Oh yeah, the, yeah. Like the eight by ten, and then you yeah, the small ones. Well, the time. small ones, the little card wallet ones, they were probably like I don't know, two by three or whatever. Those things were weird. Okay, one more thing. Did you have these where like your parents put up together a little yes. montage? Yeah, I don't remember if my parents did. I actually might have told them not to <laughs> because that's just very me. But I do, I do remember. Do you win any superlatives or no? Uh, I did. I was gonna say you definitely have superlatives. Could I guess? I think we've revealed this before, but go ahead. School spirit. I came in second, I think, for that. I was going to say, you would be, okay, so that, but it's, so it's another one. Um, it's another one, and I can show you. Uh, also, by the way, this is it a normal one, or is it like a weirdly specific one? No, no, it's normal, but it's shocking, if you know me. Artsy? Most, are, I don't know. Most likely to get married. Oh, that, you know what? You know what? The irony there, because I actually could, I could understand why high school, people would think of high school Michelle was going to be a quick person to get married. I could see that. Well, you, the Midwestern vibe. Yep. Long-term boyfriend. A hundred percent. That's funny. Too. I honestly, I didn't get that, but I had dated someone for a long time in high school and I probably could have gotten that as well. And look at us now. I mean, I, I am married, but I didn't get married soon. You know, I got married when I was 30. Let's see if I can find it. I know this is probably a terrible pod, but in the photo, I think he was carrying me over the threshold. Wow. So you both won that. Yeah, it was like we won as a couple. Oh, wait. So you weren't class couple though. You were you were most there was no there was no class couple. What? Yeah, yeah. Let me find this. Where are these things? What? I was always offended because the girl I was dating in high school, this is not a brag alert, but I it's almost like a dis alert for me. The girl I was dating in high school won best looking. But I didn't win best looking. So I didn't win anything. I wasn't cool enough to win anything. I was like, well, fuck you guys. Come on. I can't win anything. And I just look like a dweeb over here sitting around doing nothing. I wasn't going to win most likely to succeed. I mean, I was smart, but I wasn't that smart. Um, I wasn't going to win class clown. I certainly wasn't that guy. I wasn't going to win most athletic because there were dudes that were way more athletic than I was. So I guess I just didn't fit into any categories. I got to make one up. Can I read you the categories for seniors? Yeah. Yeah, go ahead. Okay. Best hair. Most school spirit. Most likely to get married. That's what I won. Million dollar smile. Most mm. likely to go multi-platinum. That was for uh, singing abilities. Okay. Most likely to be a soap star, acting abilities. Okay. Biggest slacker. And one of my girlfriends won that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sure the parents are super proud about that one. Wait, wait, wait. Hold on, hold on. What Do you know what she's doing now? Is she super successful? Yeah. yeah. She um, had a That'd be amazing. Career. She actually, she and her husband just uh, moved, built a great house. She recently just left work because she had her third baby. So take that superlative. She's thriving. She's Don't put me in a box. Yeah. Right. Did she, was uh, she pumped about that? I don't even know if you should be pumped or offended by that. I, you know, I can't remember. I think she was like, what? <laughs> yeah. This is a surprising one. Oh, I won one. Which one did I win? Uh, like laziest. <laughs> And, you know, I have to talk to her about this because I don't remember her slacking off uh, at all. Yeah, that's a so, weird one. That is a weird one. Did people okay. campaign in your school too? Like, did somebody want to win best looking or did somebody want to win class couple it's or whatever? Because we had that. We had people that would go around and be like, yeah, uh, you know, vote Someone for me. Someone would go around and say, I want to win Vote for me. Mm-hmm. Yep. And then people would talk about it, like, who are you voting for? Oh my gosh, you know, it's almost like class president, but way less higher stakes, you know? Uh, yeah, for sure. So I think apparently I grew up and we grew up in very different high school environments. Although you went to the all girls Catholic school. So it's a little different. No, not all girls. Oh, I thought you were all girls. I thought it was a girls and a boys school. 
No, there was well in St. Louis. There was a lot of girls and boys schools, but oh. I wouldn't play those games. Oh, good. Okay, good. Nice. Okay. So you were normal. Um. So when I was in high school, I forget what year this was. There was an incident with um the class president thing. So I'm gonna paraphrase this from what I remember, but. A bunch of people ran. It was a very much like vote for Pedro situation. Love and it. one girl who thought she was going to win did not win. And I believe her parents might have demanded a recount. And then it was like everyone was co-president. Wow. They were really ahead of the everyone gets a trophy kind of thing in the, <laughs> at the uh, Catholic school in St. Louis. Yeah. That's a bummer. No, declare a winner. Grow up. What are we doing? Yeah, I think. There was another thing of the homecoming court where another mom demanded a recount that someone didn't get it. So that's so lame. I don't remember this. Did, did you vote? Do you vote for homecoming king and queen? I don't remember voting. We did. I never, I, didn't, I couldn't even tell you who they were. So it was super important, obviously. I don't think it was very important, but I remember that this was an issue that a parent demanded a recount. That's embarrassing too. I, I feel like the kid would be like, mom, leave me alone. I lost. And the mom's like, no, you are a winner. We are going to figure this out. And then they give everyone the thing. And it's like, well, now nobody wins. So how are you happy now? Karen, grow up. Yeah, Karen, pre, pre-Karen. Yeah. But anyway, yeah, so those are the things. Wow. Can I read you quickly what my parents wrote me? And, and yeah. The- Congratulations, Michelle. We hope that you will always have the passion for life that you have today. As long as you have your family, health, friends, and integrity, your life will be rich. You are a wonderful daughter, and we've been blessed to have you in our lives. There are no limits to what you can achieve. Good luck in college, and remember, you will always be our four-leaf clover. Love, Mom and Dad. Wow, that's very nice. I, I mean, I wouldn't, like, I wouldn't expect any less from from Mr. and Mrs. Smallman. I mean, how many tears do you think were shed at the table that I'm trying to write that? I feel like yeah. our baby's going to college. Yeah, that was in pencil and then scribbled out and, re- you know, and, and rewritten many, many, many times to get it perfect. But I get that. That's pretty cool. That's pretty okay, cool. Okay, so uh, per use, we got off on a tangent. Yep, our bad, our bad. Our bad. I enjoyed that. So Ruth, what's up with you? Uh, Not much. Uh, What do we got? Delayed getting the Peloton. Don't have that yet. Hopefully have it in a couple of days. Excited for that. Uh, I think it's getting hot as shit here in the Northeast, which is cool. We're finally able to go outside. Things are happening. It seems like COVID is kind of over, depending on who you ask. I don't know. Well, if you're asking me, it's over. (laughs) (laughs) It is is officially shot girl. So what's really cool. One of the things that I didn't realize how much I missed fans in the stands or the stadiums for games. And now that we're getting it more in the NBA, we're getting it in soccer. It's, it's just, there were, I think a couple thousand people, um, you know what? I shouldn't say that. I think there were like 10,000 people at Stanford Bridge for the Chelsea Leicester game. That was a huge game the other day that I was watching. And you could tell it obviously wasn't as loud as normal, but it was so fucking awesome to hear the actual crowd reactions, not the fake noise where it's got a two second delay. And then the guy hits the button wrong when there's actually isn't a goal because it's off sides. When there's actual heckling going on and booing and jeering and reactions to every slide tackle or every made basket or whatever, I'm sure in baseball too, it just hits different. I completely forgot how awesome it is. And I think, you know, the end of this NBA season, but next season and then football coming back, it's going to be almost like a new awakening for everyone because we forgot how cool it was to have fans in the seats and how much better it made the experience even being at home. So uh, I'm super pumped for that. They just announced today that Bush Stadium is going full capacity. Full. There you go. Amazing. I'm going to my first game on Sunday. I'm so excited. Cards, Cubs, Sunday baseball. Oh, big one. There we go. Amazing. I can't wait. But you're so right. So um, the broadcaster for the Cardinals, Dan McLaughlin, Danny Mack, as we call him, he is on my show every mm-hmm. Thursday and Friday. And then he does a show after Randy and 
my show. Um, but he brought up a great point that we were all just kind of existing for this past year of trying to get through sports and through everything the best way we could. Imagine 10 years from now, when we look back on that season and we show highlights and there's cardboard cutouts yep. and there's piped in crowd noise or no noise at all, how weird it's going to look. I think we got a little bit conditioned to it over the past year. We did. As you mentioned, now that fans are back, it feels so invigorating. But I just think the further away we get from this and the more we return to normalcy, when we look back on this, we're going to be like, what was that? I know. I kind of want to go to a Knicks playoff game too, but the tickets are absolutely insane because people obviously want to go. Like They haven't been able to go in a while. And I want to get out to some games, but here in the Northeast, it's a little bit more difficult. I mean, maybe I'll have to actually go to a baseball game because that's probably my only option at this point. Although I don't know. I think Yankee Stadium is maybe 25% capacity, I would. I want to say. They have fans, but it's definitely not full. I don't know what – actually, I think Fenway is going to be full. Maybe I'll go to Fenway. You should go to Fenway. It's an easy drive. Have you? Yeah. Oh, I've been to Fenway a million times. I've seen concerts at Fenway. I've seen baseball games. I've seen soccer games at Fenway. I saw Roma put Liverpool at Fenway. Shout out to Francesco Totti. I've seen him. Fenway is a great Fenway. Have you ever been to Fenway? Yes, twice. It's old. You know, you got poles in your way, depending on where you're sitting. But there are few places, uh, stadium wise, that I've ever been to that that match up to just the aura of that place. You feel like you're sitting in a place that's historic because you are, I'm sure, I'm sure Wrigley's the same way. I haven't been to Wrigley. I mean, the old Yankee stadium was kind of like that too. The new one is just too, it's, it's just not the same. I think even Yankee fans will tell you it's not the same. Yeah, um, I, I agree. So Fenway is like a cathedral. It's like a hallowed sports ground. Yeah. Wrigley has lost a lot of its charm because of the boom and commercialism there. They have the new, the big scoreboard, the Starbucks right outside it. Now it's still Wrigley and Wrigleyville is still amazing, but it just feels very different than it used to. The thing about that always confuses me about Wrigley and again, never been. So I, I'm probably wrong here, but Wrigley doesn't seem like it has many features to it. It's just kind of like a field and, and the stands are pretty generic. Whereas like Fenway's got the green monster and the freaking the Ivy, okay, it's got the Ivy, but the wall itself, it looks kind of like a like a high school college stadium that's bigger, right? That that is a professional stadium that's old and nice. So there's some history to it. But at Fenway, you've got obviously the Green Monster, and then in the center field, you've got like 420, and then it goes shoots all the way back to like 375. The freaking, you know, the the dimensions of the field are insane. It's awesome. And then they recently added seats on top by like the Coca-Cola signs in right field. Fenway just has these nooks and crannies to it that are just unreal. You wouldn't build that stadium today. There's no way you would build that stadium because it doesn't make any sense. But that's also what makes it so cool is that it's old, but it's also really weird. Well, Wrigley has the rooftops. That's a feature to it. That's right. But those, again, aren't in the stadium, right? Those are just people. Do people live there? Are those apartments? What are they? Yeah, they're apartments. How much more expensive for those than a normal apartment? So expensive. I've had friends who've, who've lived there and they had to pay to get on their own roof. No way. Oh, wait. Oh, so they don't, they don't get roof access. Oh, so you have to pay... No way. So not not from your balcony. You have to go up to the, does the, do the Cubs own that? How does that work? Uh, you know what? I don't know if the Cubs own it. I don't know if the Cubs own it or if there's different people that own it. But I had friends who lived there and could never find a place to park be, on game day. Oh, my God. That would suck. Pay to get up on their roof. Wow. So, so people are just up on the roof getting hammered watching the game. That's pretty sick. It's a great time. Yeah, I don't think you can do that at Fenway. That'd be pretty that'd be pretty wild. You cannot have a bad time in the bleachers at Wrigley. Can't. Yeah, we were there obviously in July when we a couple of July's ago, and I need to get back just to go to a game. Even though, again, not a huge baseball guy, I think this is well documented, but I would want to see a Cubs game at Wrigley. That's a bucket list sports thing for me, you uh, definitely for sure. Yeah. Uh, I mean, next time you're in Chicago, you should go for Cards Cubs. Let's go. Game, Let's do it. Yeah, a rivalry game. Yeah, I'd do it. 
Okay. Well, speaking of Yankee Stadium and the Knicks in New York, I was in New York over the weekend. Ooh, this is really your natural habitat. You're from St. Louis, but you're home in New York City. You're a city girl. I posted on Instagram. She's back. (laughs) She's back. Yes. (laughs) It was amazing. So they announced the lifting of, you know, the mask mandate right as I was getting to New York. What does that mean really quick too? So is that indoor, outdoor? What, What was it like? Everywhere is different based on the rules of the state and or the city. Um, So in New York, everyone outside, well, mostly everybody, maskless. When you went to a restaurant, still had to wear it in and out. But everybody was just kind of like, we're fine. fair. Yeah, we're we're working. Yeah. And it just felt like the city was ready to explode. Everyone was out. Everywhere was packed. NYC's back. She's back. Not only Michelle, the city. She's back. It was just such a great vibe and I missed it so much. It was so fun to be there. I was like, this is going. So for instance, we go to Brooklyn for dinner on Saturday. We go to this place called Freehold. I think it's called very mm-hmm. fun. It's like one of those places where there was a front bar. You go through a door, there's a back bar and it's like a Love DJ. That. Layers. Look at the layered bar. Yep. It's onions. It's very fun. So we go back there and within 20 minutes, Almost every table in there was ripping shots. People were dancing on tables. It is going to be an outrageous summer. Mm-hmm. Outrageous. People are ready to just let go. Yeah, I don't blame them. It's seemingly safe now. So go ahead and, and knock yourself out. That's why when people are like, oh, you know, the city, specifically New York, you know, it's going to take years to come back. I, I just it was always like, people are going to miss that vibe. Yeah, it's cool to live outside in the burbs, right? Have some more space and whatever. It's cool when you're, when you have to quarantine, you can't really go to a restaurant without a mask and it's not the same. But as soon as things are back to normal and the same, people are going to miss the stuff that they missed in the city before, including you. And as long as you feel safe doing it, go out and, and have a good time. So I feel like the city is going to actually bounce back way quicker than a lot of people. Are just, people are talking about like, oh, it's going to be back in like five years. I, I don't know about that. I feel like this summer and then once next summer hits, we're good to go, man. We're fine. Um. In my humble opinion, it's already back. It's back. Yeah. <laughs> my sister lives in, I always forget the, I'm so bad with these parts of town. She lives not in the Lower East Side. East Village? Maybe East or West Village. Is West Village a thing? Yeah. Maybe the West Village. I think that sounds about right. West Village is so cute. Yeah. And it's usually a pretty nice place and it's expensive. And she was able to get in months ago because people had left, right? And then it wasn't, you know, people were just trying to find people to take their rooms. Um, so she was able to get in. But I feel like that's the last, like now it's going to be open season. People are going to be paying ridiculous prices to get back in. And that's just how it is. That's always, how it's always going to be. Well, one thing that's going to happen this summer, Steve, is people are going to be dating. People are going to be kissing. They're going to be hooking up and there's going to be a lot of bad dates. So what we're going to do this week is we're going to do a little 10,000 frogs. Yes. Summer explosion. We're going to do some 10,000 frogs (laughs) and we're going to bring in our friend, Marvin Prince. You remember him, of course. I think the last time Marv came on was the 100th episode, right? Episode 100. I think we did 10,000 frogs with him then. We did. Yeah, yeah. Yep. And he was great. People loved him. Marv is married. He has a kid, Bubs. And so he brings a different dynamic. I am not married. Steve is married. Marv is married with a kid. So we have a bunch of different perspectives here. And we need him to come on to not only provide his uh, perspective, but to be the judge here and, and give a ruling. 100%. Marv coming up next. All right. Well, we're welcoming in our friend. You know him formerly of ESPN Radio on the ESPN app. And of course, now from the Dan Patrick Show, Marvin Prince. Marv is with us. What's up, Marv? Small Saruti. What's going on? Prince Marv. <laughs> what's going on, dude? Uh, pumped to have you as always. Uh, what's what's new? What's going on? 
still you know, obviously working on the DP show. What's up? What, what else we got going on? Nothing. Just trying to raise a human with my genetics. I feel bad for Earth. Is he like you? Is he more like you or your or your wife? Oh, he's very much like me. Like everything worked out the way I wanted it to. He looks like my wife, but he acts like me. Nice. Like, oh yeah, that's exactly. You know, she's she's the complete opposite of me. Both of you guys know me. I am loud. I am obnoxious. I am the life of the party. Mm-hmm. She is not. She is the complete opposite. She was fun at our wedding only because I'm pretty sure she was on one. <laughs> yeah, that's what you got to be. Just, yeah. Listen, I kind of saw with your wife on that. I'm not the most extroverted person. So like weddings for someone like that are tough. You got to, you just got to drink. You got to get, cause you have to talk to about a thousand people. So if you're not used to doing that, it's actually pretty overwhelming. So I'd be with her on that. Uh, don't feel ashamed in that. All right, cool. And also you're married. Yeah. So you've had a wedding. The toughest part is when you have so many people that you want to see and you want to talk to for more than two minutes and you can't. At the wedding you're talking about specifically? Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's actually, it's you table hop and then the night's oh. over. That, that's kind of what happens. Especially if you have a big wedding, a big ass wedding. You're, you feel like a, like the president or like you feel like the prince and, you know, princess, uh, whatever, whatever her name is. I don't know, Harry and whoever. And you're just shaking hands, kissing babies. And that's really about it. You don't actually have any meaningful conversation with people. No. Um, until the after party, though. What up? Well, Marv, now that we have you here and, you know, we could have you do this with basically everything that Steve and I debate. But since you do have a kid, I specifically want you to weigh in on this. I know that you listen to the pod. So you heard us talk last week. So Rui is concerned that he may be the first of his core friend group to have a kid. But as someone with a kid, did that impact you at all from a friend standpoint once you had your son? No, not at all. Here's the thing, Rudy. When you have a kid and you're the first person, that kid is everybody's kid. They're uncle so-and-so and auntie so-and-so. And it is, it's one of those things where they'll get super amped, you know, to see the kid and hang out. And it's a little you. And so especially like friends from, you know, when you were young and now seeing you have a kid, trust me, it's not going to be, obviously things are going to be different, but not for the worse. Do you feel like a dad? Does that light switch ever go on? Where you're like, wow, I'm wearing new balances now. And like, <laughs> I'm walking around mowing the lawn shit. I don't like you ever, oh. is there ever a light that goes on? Or is that just a gradual process? One, I'm never wearing the Steph Curry nursing shoes. You're not wearing the Air Monarchs, dude? Or or driving a minivan. <laughs> are ridiculous, or anything like that. But it is one of those things where, like, you know what it is? When, when you become a parent, me and my wife, it is hard for us to be Marvin and Jillian. Mm-hmm. We're not that anymore. Mm-hmm. We're Lorenzo's parents. Yeah. Yeah. So that can be one of those things where your identity is attached to this little person. Because trust me, when you have a kid, um, Saruti, how's it going? How's your son? How's your daughter? Mm-hmm. I mean, I'm good. I'm Thanks. Type, yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I have type 10 diabetes, but. <laughs> You know, everything's going great. The baby's great. Thanks. <laughs> yeah. Like Lorenzo is thriving. Okay. Well, Marv, now that you are a dad, I need you to go back to your days in the streets. Like when you belonged mm-hmm. to the streets and you were dating, mm-hmm. this is the, the cap that I need you to wear now because it's All time right. for a thousand frogs. Let's go. Dating is really, really hard. Uh, so listen, I want to ask you something. Um, can I get your number? 
But don't worry, listeners. You have to kiss 10,000 frogs before you find the one. Can I have your phone number? Can I have it? Will you give me your number? Can I have it? Can I have your number? Let's get through this together. Don't give up. Don't ever give up. Small Talk presents 10,000 Frogs. Okay, so the last time we had you on, I believe we had some terrible dates, but Cardio Frog, the cardiophile frog, still reigns king. He is the king frog on the throne right now. For those who might be new to the pod or who are just checking in, this was a date that a young lady went on. And the guy revealed that he was into heartbeats. He was a cardiophile. And he wanted to listen to her heartbeat with a stethoscope that he brought to the date as they were hooking up. And then things escalated and he asked her to fake a heart attack. And then after they were done, he judged her acting skills. She wasn't good enough for him. The acting wasn't, she wasn't really dead enough for him, which is really the icing. All of it's fucking insane. But the end of being like, you know what, you could, you could have played dead a little bit better. That is the best part of the story. The fact that this is still tops is ridiculous. Cause I remember when you guys told me this, and I was like, this faking the heart attack thing is wild. I don't know if anything can beat this, but. Man, let's give it a shot. That's ridiculous. Ridiculous. And again, these are actual accounts. These are all mm-hmm. true stories, bad dates. All right. Here is Cardio Frog's first contender. Hey, Michelle and Saruti. I love 10,000 Frogs. And I think I have a story worthy of the crown. A few years ago, I moved to a small town in Indiana for work. As you can imagine, it's really hard to meet people, especially when you're a 28-year-old female from Florida. I had no friends, no family there, and no social circle at all. I tried to connect with people at work, but they were much older than me and all married with kids. It was a really tough time, and I was really lonely. I tried a bunch of different avenues to meet people. I joined a gym. I signed up for a pottery class, and I started attending a church. Through that church, I started volunteering, and there was a guy that I met that caught my eye. I tried to find out when he would be volunteering and sync up our shifts. I know it sounds creepy, but whatever, it worked. Hmm. Every time I was around him, we spent the entire session chatting, and I felt like there was a spark. After weeks of mildly flirting, he finally asked me out, and our first date was amazing. I really got to know him on a deeper level, and I started to get excited about the possibility of this relationship growing. He asked me on a second date. He wanted to cook me dinner at his place. Great, or so I thought. I arrived at his place with a bottle of wine and I was dressed to the nines. I ring the doorbell and his mother answers the door. It turns out he not only lived with his mom, but he wanted her to vet me before things move further. She spent the entire evening drilling me with questions. How often do you go to church? Are you a virgin? How many kids do you plan on having? It was the absolute worst day of my life. I left there in tears and I sent him a text the next day telling him I thought we were better off as friends. He didn't take to that well, said I was a bad person for meeting his mother and then ending things so quickly. The cherry on the top was that it was a small town and I constantly ran into him when I was out or at church. Thankfully, I moved to the West Coast a year later, but I'll never forget that date. It's a little glimpse of what it's like life in Indiana, huh? What's up? <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this, we love Indiana. That's a joke. Don't worry about it. Shout out Indiana. Uh, Marv, go ahead. I'm going to let you take the reins. I have a lot of things to say, but I want to hear what you have to say. All right. For one... Those questions are so personal and I don't want somebody's mother asking me those questions. And it's the second date. Yeah. 
And also, like, if you live with your parents, that's maybe something you should let the other person know. Because mm-hmm. you don't want, you know, Miss Jones to come downstairs like, oh, hey, like, damn, what's this? Why oh, down my your roommate. kids. Nah, yeah. nah, <laughs> it ain't your roommate, it's your mom. Or it is your but, roommate and it's your it, mom. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> right. Right. And so it is crazy. That is a crazy story, especially in a small town where I'm sure, like she said, she ran into him all the time. But the mother asking questions, I think, you know what? I think it would have been okay if mom would have went upstairs, crocheted. Would it have been, though? Here's the thing, Mark. It would have been better than her. Than having her vet you. Yeah, no, that's true. The problem is the surprise. You didn't tell this girl that you lived at home, which is a pretty big it's not a deal breaker, but it's you have you have some explaining to do there. Like you can't just drop that on someone without any prior conversation. I would even say, you know, the idea that you invited her over on the second date to do that is is batshit. Now, you know, I would say, you know, three, four dates, you get in and you say, hey, listen, you know, but again, you, you haven't been to each other's apartment. This is like third, fourth date, and you're at a restaurant, you're at a bar, whatever. And you say, hey, you know, I, I got to tell you, I live at home. I live with my mom. Here's why, you know, whatever you want to say. But you can't drop it on someone unexpected when they don't even know that you're going to meet their parents. Like meeting someone's parents is a big deal. Um, and you can't just drop that on them without them knowing. And then for the mom to be like, hey, what's your sex life like? Are you Now, there's some religious stuff in there, obviously, that is probably coming into this, I would say. But I'm also, for all that is, is absolutely crazy. She is 100% the right to be upset. I would have probably been really offended by that as well and wouldn't want to talk to this person again. But it's, again, it's good that you found this out on date two and not maybe like date five or 10 that you that they surprised you with. But I'm also interested in this person moving from Florida to Indiana and then a year later moving to the West Coast. Like, what's going on here? I'm just, I'm just interested in that as well. We won't know, but I don't know. Okay, um, question for both of you, because you're right. Meeting the parents is a big deal. And normally you make sure that this person is someone that you want to have around for a while before you introduce them mm-hmm. to the family. When do you think is the appropriate time? Is it a feeling? Do you think it's after a couple months? Do you think it's if you're calling each other boyfriend, girlfriend, or this is my significant other, I should say, what do you think is the right time? I, I'm sure it varies for everyone, but maybe he knew her. And listen, as someone from the Midwest, sometimes things in a small town in the Midwest tend to move quickly. And maybe he thought we're 28. This is in the Midwest. We know each other. We met through church. Yeah, but it's only natural that she meets my mom. So I know this guy did not cook the dinner. The mom cooked the dinner. That's true. I want to guarantee that. Really quick, because I want I actually want to hear how you did this, Marv, like when you were introduced to the parents and vice versa. But Michelle, I think you're you're sort of missing something. You still need to give this person the heads up, right? Oh, yeah. At the end of the day. Like even, but even date two, like if you have a really great first date, you, you, it wouldn't be weird to you if someone was like, Hey, why don't you meet my parents? Even if it was totally like a normal thing to like, Hey, we're going to go out there with my parents. That's, that seems really soon to me. Marv, what was your experience? Man, we were probably like five months in. And also I was away at college. Mm -hmm. So it was a whole different situation, but it was like maybe during like the summer Mm -hmm. and you know, I'll come to, you know, like a family gathering. That's a safe space. Yeah. Yeah. A lot of people to talk to. You're not, it's not like a one-on-one situation. That's key. Usually the one-on-one is really intense. You bring them to like a barbecue or something. That's a good call by you. Yep. So, and she already knew I had a couple of friends there. She knew a couple of family members. She knew. So 
Soft landing. Really, yeah, yeah, it really worked out. It wasn't that one-on-one, real awkward feeling each other out and, you know, things like that. But um, to me, that's where you should probably always try some type of, you know, not one-on-one situation, but, you know, like a gathering and something like that where it's not, you know, grilling you about your sex life. That should really never come up in a conversation with parents uh, ever. doesn't matter if it's the first date or the hundredth date. That seems like it's a no fly zone for me. I would, that I would, hasn't come, that hasn't come up with my own parents. No, exactly. I wouldn't even want, yeah, no, no. until my son was born. And even Scott, then, you were a virgin until your son was born. There you go. Yeah. Didn't know. Yeah. Even then it was the immaculate conception, right? It, it sure, it sure. The Lord blessed you. Yo, this shit's crazy. You won't believe this. <laughs> even know what happened she's just a child it's bizarre we've been blessed we've been blessed i have to tell you guys though i one time went on out on a date with a guy and it was a fine first date and then later he texted me like a day later and was like you should come meet up i'm out for drinks mm-hmm. and i was like oh great and he's like i'm with my sister and her husband and i was like i'm not coming up to meet your sister mm-hmm. and, her husband. and then shortly after that he was at a sporting event that I was also at. And he was like, yeah, my dad and I are in the suite. Come hang. And I was like, I'm also nope. not going to do that. <laughs> but he gave me the heads up. But I think some people do feel like it's incredibly natural to involve their families very early. Age is a factor here, right? If you're in your late 30s, maybe, and you're still single and you're kind of trying to move things along. And, you know, I, I get introducing the parents a little bit sooner than you normally would. Like, Mark, you're in high school. There's no reason if you're in high school or even college or even early, you know, early 20s to be introducing your your significant other to your to your parents, even if you think it's going really well. What's the upside there? Live your life, do your thing. The only time I think it should be sort of sped up is if you're sort of later on in life and you're looking to like really settle down and you want to make sure that this person's also as serious as you are. But it doesn't sound like this is the situation here. Okay. So that is mom frog. All right. Number one, not a good one, a, a good starter one. But again, I think it's, it's good that she, she found the deal out early and then she ended up moving to the West Coast. So she's fine. I think she probably thought to herself, I am not going to be able to live the life I want to live here. So let's just move it on. Mm -hmm. Yep. Go West, son. Yep. There you go. Bible goes West. Okay. Next one. (laughs) Hey, Sarudi Michelle, I have to tell you about this awful first date I went on. This guy, we'll call him John and I, met up on an app. The plan was for us to meet for drinks and then head to dinner. I showed up at the designated spot for happy hour. No John. He arrived 20 minutes later and he was high as a kite. I'm talking can't form sentences high. Shortly after that, the paranoia kicked in and he told me he thought the feds were at the next table. (laughs) I excused myself. I went to the bathroom. I paid the bill and left. Some of my friends thought I was rude to leave him there in that state, but IDGAF, I owe this guy nothing. I'm also curious on your take there. Anyway, that's my 10,000 frog submission. Love the pod. Don't frog. You are not in the wrong for bailing and ghosting on that date. Not in the wrong at all. I was assuming we're talking about weed, right? Where just this person was high, high on what? That that also depends. Like if it's like PCP or so, I don't know. I mean, that's a bigger problem. If this person was just smoking a bunch of weed and they're high, and that's not your thing, then I I don't blame you for being like, well, why did you show up, blast out of your mind? And that's not even. I'm not even into that. Like I'm not. There's no point. I'm just going to leave. We're going to go our separate ways. Good luck to you. But exactly, you don't owe them anything, so it's fine for you leaving. I don't have a problem with that at all. Um, 
But I also think it could have been kind of fun to stick around and just fuck with this person a little bit and be like, yeah, the feds are after you. Holy shit, we got to get out of here. Make it some bigger thing. Because it could be kind of worth your while in a way, even if you don't have any interest in the future and like maybe get your friends involved and be like, hey, I'm going to hide you in my friend's apartment or something. We got to, the feds are on our tail. We got to get in the car. We got to get, I think there could have been some sort of fun thing for you to do to at least get some enjoyment out of this. Otherwise, being around someone who's super high or super drunk and you're sober, it's probably one of the worst things that you can, it's just, it's awful. It's an awful experience. So um, that would be my take, but I guess there's really no harm there. It just, you did what you did. And I, I think it's totally okay. Yeah. I was struggling with thoughts because I had the same exact question you did high on what? Yeah. And so, you know, high on weed and if it's not something you do. And also like if they do this and they're really paranoid, and you're looking into your future of yeah. when they do this and they're paranoid. Like, I don't have time to deal with your random paranoia about the Fed. No, you know what? The feds are here. J. Edgar Hoover's outside. <laughs> He's Scott right outside. In the sky. I just saw him. You didn't see? Look at him. So no issue with her bailing. I probably would have done the same thing, especially if that's not your thing. Yeah. Absolutely not. He thought it was just a good idea to get high and just hang out on a date. Nah. You know what I think it might've been? And I don't know this scenario at all, but sometimes people might be nervous. So they have a drink before to take the edge off. Maybe our man here just dabbled in the devil's lettuce. He was like, I'm just going to relax a little. He did it. He arrives there. The extra, you know how they say it's always that situation where it's like, I'm, I'm only going to take half the edible. And then you're like, well, it hasn't kicked in. I feel nothing. And then you take the other half and then it doubly hits later. You know what I'm talking about? Yep. I think maybe this is, I'm speculating here, but maybe he took a little bit to take the edge off. And then he's like, I'm not feeling anything. Take the other part. And then it all kicked in. And the next thing you know, he thinks he looks fresh as hell with the feds watching. I don't know. Yeah. That's that's all well and fine, but he fucked up. She again, she owes him nothing. I, I'd be interested to know if if she heard from him after that, or if they both just kind of went their separate ways and was like, "Yeah, I fucked up. I should just kind of take this one as an L and move but on." He might have gotten arrested. Maybe he's in jail. The feds did. Get maybe the feds were at. Maybe he actually was. Of maybe something was going on. Maybe he was like a drug dealer, and there was some big thing. He was a kingpin, and they were chasing after him. I don't know. Who knows? We, we will never know. So, what do you think is worse, high frog? Or mom frog. Mom frog. It's got to be mom frog. Yeah. Yeah. Because the high frog is, it's not even, it's kind of harmless. It's, I, I don't think it's that big of a deal. You left, you didn't waste a lot of your time. There's some drama to the mom one. There's, that's kind of fucked up. That could fuck you up for a little bit. Okay. Now, the major question do you think mom frog is worse than cardio frog? I would say no chance. No chance. Marv? No. Nah. Cardio frog is just the creme de la creme. I didn't think anything could beat Crack Frog and then Crack Frog arrived. I still think Crack Frog might. That was a that was like a split decision that went the wrong way in a boxing match and some gambling on that that went awry. But I do feel like Cardio Frog was still messed up. And they're similar things, right? They're both sort of people who have problems, right? There's an issue. It's being a cardiophile, you're not really a normal person, right? Um, you know, that's something that you kind of got to work out on your own. Uh if you're into what you're into. No, I know that, but like, let's, let's not pretend like this is a normal thing. And in the same way that bringing your, this girl home on a second date to your mom, who also you live with, who's asking you about your sex life is also not a normal thing. Do you, if that's what makes you happy, as we said, but they're both kind of in the same category, but I just think the cardiophile thing is so much more wild that 
I don't know, Michelle, do you think there'd be more trauma in some someone's mom on the second date asking you about your sex life or someone who asked you to play dead while you guys were having sex? I can handle a parent. I don't want to be in a romantic okay. situation with someone that is fantasizing that I'm dead. That's your answer. There's your answer. And when I think about cardio frog, you have to carry a stethoscope with you. Yeah. yeah. The date. It's calculated. Keys, wallet, cell phone, watch, stethoscope. Like yeah. these are not things that should go together. Yeah. Again, do you, whatever makes you happy, but it's not going to be for a lot of people. So I think that is still the reigning champ. I don't think uh, it's going to take something monumental to, pull, to, to knock that one off the top spot. That is just so good. And I mean that in just the worst way. <laughs> yeah. It's just, that is just awful. <laughs> like, oh my gosh. Over Let me bring my stethoscope. Oh, yeah. I smell, I smell good. Oh, my hair's looking right. Mm, stethoscope. Let's go. Yeah. I feel cold on your chest, hon. <laughs> Does he oh. warm it with his hand before he puts it on his skin? But you're dead, so it should be cold. There you go. Yeah. There you go. There you go. I should have submitted this. But I heard a story over the weekend about someone that was talking to someone and later found out that this person had a thriving side hustle where they posted feet pics and strangers. Whoa, that's a bummer. Okay, that's a real I, big bummer. I guess I should have submitted that foot frog, but I don't know if it really counts because I don't know if they went on many dates. Right, they were just talking. And this person revealed to them, I guess they were kind of testing the waters and were like, yeah, you know, people have been doing a lot of things during the pandemic to make some cash. And this person was like, yeah, totally. It's been rough for a lot of people. And then it was revealed that this person made, I think, an OnlyFans with feet pics and also feet videos and people reach out to them and will Venmo them. And then they send over some pics and vids of their feet. Because this gentleman has, I guess, a size 16 foot, which oh, is damn. highly coveted in the foot world, I guess. Wow. Didn't know. I didn't know that dude feet were a, yeah. were a thing. I, you know, I always thought yeah. it was, listen, it's 2021. I get, I get it, you know, I no. get it right. But I didn't know that dude feet were in demand. It just feels like women are a little bit more evolved than that. Not as weird. As right. dudes are. Other dudes asking for the dude's feet. Oh, interesting. Oh, mm. oh okay. Oh, that Some makes a little more sense then. Mostly dudes. Wow. I mean, I guess, listen, 16 is, pr- I mean, I don't know anybody. 16 is like Shaq size. What is Shaq size? Do you remember? My 17, I think. Yeah. So we're talking like that's rare error. That's like top 1% book. of human beings. If you get mm. if you get a size 16 foot pick, that's probably worth a ton of money. Uh, can I tell you one, one more aspect of this? Yeah. So this person revealed that some, this is all like secondhand, by the way, that some guy reached out to the foot guy on Facebook of all places. Of course. That makes out. That checks out. 16, I hear. And he was like, I do. Here's the cost or whatever. And um, the guy kept messaging, 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 just like, hey, what's up? How you doing? And he responded and said, every message that you send me that I don't receive a Venmo request, the price goes up 150 Oh, wow. He's not fucking around. I respect that <laughs> businessman. <laughs> and so the person who was chatting with them was like, that I kind of respect. Yeah. <laughs> you know, it's the whole thing hot. is a little uh, <laughs> yeah. different for me, but I respect the force. <laughs> 
I just love the under like the black market underground foot pick trade that's going on that we don't even know about. There's so much no. shit that we don't even understand or comprehend on the internet or like black like what a lot of it's going on on Facebook, I'd imagine, because that shit's weird as fuck. I, that would have been something I would have never known, but it actually makes a ton of sense. But do you really know anybody like with the internet? No. Do you no. really even like no. you both are married? I bet there's things that your wives Google that would shock you. You'd be like, yeah. you Google this? Mm. Yeah, and I think I'm not going to speak for you, Mar, but I think I kind of think it's okay. These couples are like, we know everything about each other. You don't want to know everything about each. Other. You don't want to know no. everything about anyone. That's th- there's things that should be private for a reason. Like Michelle, we talked about this with uh, wasn't it search history? We talked about search history at some point on the show, and I'm like, I would never want anyone to see my search history. Not even that I'm that weird or kinky or anything, but that is probably as personal as it gets. If you get access to someone's search history, you can know everything weird about them in like a minute. I'm with you completely. Hey, stay off my search history. Yeah. All right. That's why you got to clear oh, it, dude. Oh. Marv knows. King, <laughs> yeah. You always, you always got to clear it. I don't know somebody who doesn't clear it. Look, because sometimes you don't know what your significant other, like, oh, Spanish guys. <laughs> sometimes. <laughs> Wait, let me ask you guys a question. How often are you clearing the search history? I would say anytime there's a risky search, just make sure you clear it after, you know? But is yeah. that always in the 20, back of your clear, mind? Clear 24 hours. 24, okay. Yeah, just to be safe. I'm, yeah, I'm with Rudy Because a lot of times, like, my wife's phone is charging. Hey, can I borrow yours? I got to look something up. Oh, wait, wait, wait. Real quick, real quick. <laughs> yep, yep. Yeah. <laughs> I gotta go to the bathroom real quick. Yeah, yeah let me just let me just do this real quick. What's that? But that's even more suspicious because then you know yeah, something's yeah, going on. They're gonna yeah. start snooping around your phone. But again, yeah. this is what social media has done to us too. Though, it's like we know too much about each other. We just do, right? And that's why I think there's so much, especially online, there's so much divide is because we didn't know every we didn't know every little thing about every person until like a couple of years ago. Yeah. And that's it's not healthy to know all this shit about random people. It's not even healthy to know it about your significant other all the time. There's things that should be should remain private. Uh, and, uh, Michelle, once, I mean, you'll, you'll get, you'll be about that life uh, pretty soon. Oh, what about the, the clear life? Having a clear search history. If you gave me your phone right now, you told me you would be totally cool with me just searching and seeing yeah. what you've looked up. You would, you would be totally fine with that. Yes. You are a there, unicorn. There is like <laughs> is, nothing oh, for sure. that I think you would find on my phone that you would be appalled mm. by. Not no text with your friend with your friends. No okay, the chat. text. That's I don't what I'm saying. That counts. Oh, okay. That still counts. <laughs> that, you cannot see. Thank okay. you. But then, the search history. Go for it. That you know includes what you're it. Find? Like, <laughs> like uh, the cardinal schedule. You're going to find best restaurants, New York City. Yeah. These are the things you'll find in my yeah. search history. But the text. Next season's Louboutins. I get it. Um, yeah. But Wait, no, in, say that again. Like, in, the what? Louboutins. Did you know, Marv, I used to think Louboutins were pronounced Louboutins. I don't know why. For the longest time. I, I, hey, I've never even seen a pair of Louboutins. Hey, hey, when Biggie had the Versace shirts. Yeah, you know, the Versace. Versace genius. Well, no. Yeah, that's the Kanye lyric, right? Past that. Yeah. Versace, right? Yeah. Yeah. yeah there but, you go. Okay, but Donatella did a thing with Vogue, and she says her number one pet peeve is Americans calling it Versace, that it's Versace. Oh, that's a, that's a very yeah, that's a very uh, Italian thing. Versace, sure. Versace, Versace, Versace. Okay, yeah. But oh, also when somebody like oh, look at the picture of my son, and they start swiping. No, no, no. Hey, yeah. Stay up. Rude. No, no. Don't do that. 
Yeah, you might you might you might come across something that'll that'll ruin your day. Yes. No, thank you. <laughs> Do you no. let your wife swipe? Uh yeah. I don't yeah. because yeah, right. For sure. I don't have this, but I, I know you're screenshotting things, guys. I don't know. No, no, you're not screenshotting no. on your phone. No, 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 no. no. But no. I'll, I'll I guess say if you're clearing search history. You're not giving it the old screenshot. Yeah, no, that's yeah. that's that's mm-hmm. a new move. I mean, you're that's that's not a move. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah, you you new to this? You know what I'm screenshotting? Like funny, like memes and totally stuff like yep. that. Yeah, like, my screenshots are all stupid. Oh, all of them. All but, of them. Uh, what was I gonna say? I don't like recipes. I'm like, ooh, Ronnie. Yeah, yeah. no, Delicious. legit. That makes me think of though. I, I don't use this, but I, I think Michelle, have we talked about this. How you can have sort of private or there, I think photo albums, right? Where with private photos that you need a password to get into, or like your face lock to get into. You can have that literally on your phone, so that you're seeing that other can't see shit. Yep, yep. In your photos, there are there's like a you can have private folders that have their password protected that your significant other, assuming they don't know your password, uh, can't get into, which is wild. Which I would still not feel comfortable doing. You shouldn't keep shit on your phone ever. Anything, credit card information, weird pictures, anything that's going to be either valuable or embarrassing to you, get that off your phone. Do hundred percent? Nah, I'm about to be like Kevin Gates. I got two phones. You're Paul Pierce in it. Michelle had not seen that picture until like what last week. It's yeah. one of my favorite pictures of all time. Paul Pierce two photos the All Star game. It's unbelievable. Anyway, Paul Pierce has become a legend for other reasons. Also, yeah. I was going to say Paul Pierce should have not had the two photos party. I'm wondering, did Monica ever show up? Did Monica come through from the Paul Pierce Instagram live? That's everyone watching. They're like, oh, Paul Pierce, the ladies twerking in the back. I'm like, but did Monica come through? He was like, yo, Monica. <laughs> I think the best part of that video was when he kept calling turkeys plural. Oh, I've been to turkeys. <laughs> that was the best. That was so good. Oh, she's from turkeys. I've been to turkeys. <laughs> it's so good. All right, Marv, you are the best. Thanks for jumping on. And thanks for um, judging these terrible dates with us. We always appreciate your sage wisdom. Yeah, not a problem. All love. I'm going to see y'all soon. Steve, no review this week because I wanted to take our normal review time and shout out a Shelly that I met IRL. I met a Shelly out in the wild, which hasn't happened in a while because of the pandemic. So it's been hard to casually run into people. But I did an event for our station 101 ESPN out at Scott Air Force Base um, over on the ill side here. We had a little blues playoff celebration thing going on. And I met Shelly. LGB, let's go. Game two tonight. Huge game, Steve. Huge. I'll be locked in. I know you will. 9.30 start. Rough. Ooh, we got Warriors-Lakers tonight at 10, so. You know, I was very much looking forward to Warriors-Lakers, and then I realized not going to watch it because I got to watch the Blues, and the Cardinals are playing too. So anyway, Josh Pershbacher. Sorry, I hope I got that right. Josh Pershbacher. What up, Josh? What up, Josh? Came up to me and he said, hey, I'm Shelly. I listened to you and Saruti. We talked for quite some time. We talked about the pod and it was just so great to meet Shelly IRL. So thanks, Josh, for listening. Yeah, shout out to Josh. I always love when people, I mean, I, I've only met probably a few people that have like in person that have been like, I'm a big fan of the pod. A lot of it's through social media, but I, it's awesome to see. One of the most recent ones was 
there was a lot of chatter in my mentions about DMB, obviously. Oh my obviously. God. It just it just stirs up emotions in people. The other one that stirred up a lot of emotions was the Rosillo and then this pod carryover of of what we talked about with Marv too, about actually off the air, but like having kids and, and being a dad and kind of like losing your friends and like the weird, like I've had a lot of guys give me really, really good feedback on sort of that dynamic and what it's been like for them. And it's really, really cool. Like it's, it's just cool to hear people. And it's on both sides of the spectrum, some guys will be like, hey, uh, you know, totally, you know, it's, it's the best thing that's ever happening, but it totally uproots your life. And I haven't been able to see my friends a lot. And other people are like, yeah, I see my friends all the time. We play Call of Duty. It's great. It doesn't matter. So it right. just kind of depends on you, but I've, I've really enjoyed like hearing from those people. And uh, it's awesome to hear from Josh that obviously he enjoys the show too. And I just love that people that's the Shelly thing that it's, that's become a thing is also hilarious. It never isn't funny to me. I know because we never tried to make it a thing. It's just kind of organically yeah. happened. You, you threw it out there and people kept up on it. And now I love that I get DMS and people will send the little shell emojis. Yep. It's very fun. Same I will shell. say Steve though, that I did get a great DM on Instagram. Um, I need to, I should look up who sent it, but a lot of people upset with you about DMB and go. coming to me to be like, right on pro Dave. One person DM'd me and said, so Rudy hates Dave, but loves third eye blind. That's all you ever need to know about him. And I yeah. said, fair. fair. Yeah. Okay. But here again, and not to do this over again, but there's a difference. I don't go around standing third eye blind. These DMB people, they're like, it's unbelievable. They're in like a cult. That's all. That's the only way I could just describe it. They're like brainwashed to like, oh, DMB, DMB. I don't go around like telling people how awesome third eye blind is. I just enjoy third eye blind. Like that. There's a, there's a very big difference. Do you call a third eye blind T-E-B? I don't. It would be, it would, it would be three E-B too. Come on. Oh, three E-B? Yeah. The, yeah. yeah. The shortened version would be the, the number three. Why? It's third. Like the, the, the number, the numerical number three. I know, like but why wouldn't you just put a T as in third spelled out? Because uh, whenever I see it shortened, it's the, it's literally the number three. It's not a T-E-B. Oh, yeah. oh, yeah. People write it out. Three E-B. Like okay, like, I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. Because I... You wouldn't know, Michelle, you're not in the cult. You're not in the third eye blind cult. We don't want you either. So, hmm. All right. Well, if you haven't already, please head to Apple Podcasts, search for Small Talk, subscribe to it, rate it preferably five stars, and leave a review. We'll get back to reviews next week. Steve and I will be back in action then. But until then, don't eat the whole edible before a date. Hags. Thanks for listening to Small Talk. Subscribe on Apple Podcasts or the Podcast One app.